வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா Let's begin the show. Today's our guest is David Onanian from Wealth Agents. Welcome, David. Hey, thanks for having me, Rama. Sure. Uh, and thank you very much. Uh, a little bit about David. David was formerly a full-time software engineer who spent over a decade climbing the corporate ladder only to be trapped in financial debt and living paycheck to paycheck. He became an active real estate investor and from that point forward, life would never be the same again. Now he has... recurring passive income from real estate that has made financial freedom a reality for his wife and children so with that david you want to add anything to your background not really just kind of you know born and raised like so many of us in this country right now it told to go to college and and get a job working for somebody else and so that's what i did i got my degree and and went to work and and you know you take on student loans and you you mortgage your house you get car payments and and sooner than later you realize that you're trapped and that you've got all of these payments that have to be made every month and you just lean on the crutch of that w2 paycheck that's coming in every 2 weeks and then somehow shuffling some money into you know these retirement accounts these 401k accounts that you you can't touch until you're 65 and and that's a lot of people's life plan and it, it almost just kind of comes about by default you know without us even thinking about it and 12 years into that journey i hit a freaking wall man i and that's when i realized i was totally unhappy unsatisfied unfulfilled with what i was doing every single day sitting in a cubicle the hundreds and thousands of emails and messages getting on all these conference calls only to have another conference call and another another and it was just it was just burning me out and um that's when i started looking for you know a vehicle that could get me out of all this and real estate ended up being that vehicle cool you share uh, your real estate and multi family experience so far Yeah, sure. So, I mean, at this point in my career, I've kind of dipped and dabbled in everything. I started just by buying a single family house, just getting into the rental game, getting my feet wet, get getting some experience, then started scaling up, you know, going small multi, eventually getting into um some larger apartment complexes, started investing passively out of that 401k, turned over into a self-directed IRA, which then allows you to you start playing with real estate with that with those accounts you know today we have 20 units that we own personally me and my wife and then another couple hundred that we own with with other partners other financial partners all across the country got it so would you share your first uh, real estate investing experience david my job now my profession at wealth agents is 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 a real estate investment advisor so i am actually every day i'm helping people overcome the insecurities and the you know the beliefs they have about themselves that they can't do it and so i i always i always take them back to the story of when when i started i was i was just like so many of these people i was you know scared to death and you listen to all these podcasts where people are telling you oh you can do this and that and this and and make all this money and and it sounds really easy 
I'll tell you, you can learn a lot through podcasts and books and learning online and stuff like that. You know, when I did all that, I spent about a year just trying to research as much as I could. And and I, I found out I knew just enough to be dangerous. So when I finally landed that first contract to get the, my first investment property under my belt, that opened up a huge nightmare that was a major stress on, on my family over the next six months because I realized I knew, I really knew nothing about rehabbing a house and trying to uh, get it rent ready and getting a tenant in there, all this stuff. It was a, a deal that I learned a lot of lessons on. I learned literally everything that could go wrong in a rehab job and lost thousands of dollars doing it. But looking back on it, all the lessons that I learned, it was worth the, worth the price that I paid. So that was kind of my first deal and, you know, learned the hard way. And then, you know, knock on wood since then hadn't lost money on a deal um, since the first one, but just started, you know, hitting some base hits and some doubles and got a few home runs after that striking out the first time. Got it. And so what is the main lesson learned from that? How exactly implemented that lesson into next deals? Major lesson is this to not try to go, uh, go it alone. I was kind of like nervous that a business partner or somebody that would help me because I knew that was, was going to cost me money. Right. So if I got a business partner, potentially, you know, there's half of the profits, half of the cash flow going to another person. Now I was just kind of afraid to, to hire, you know, there's all these coaches and gurus out there. Now I was kind of afraid to, you know, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on like a coaching relationship to help me on the first one. And now looking back at it, I was like, it was like, you either are going to spend the money making all the mistakes, or you're going to spend the money to get the help you need. And one of the biggest, like, breakthroughs for me from doing that first one is, is coming up with what I do now for people. And it's it's basically we help people for free. But wealth agents were real estate investment advisors that get paid commission, real estate commission to help you buy investment properties. So a lot of times if you're going out to you know buy an investment property, a lot of times there's a listing agent that's offering a commission to a buyer's agent. And in that case, we'll get paid the commission and we'll help you basically for free for no money out of your pocket. We get to be your coach. We get to be your mentor to help make sure that you're not going to make all these mistakes when you're investing in your first property or so. So that's kind of one of the biggest, the coolest things that came out of that first deal is me kind of finding the company wealth agents and and what I do now. So you mentioned like you invested in large multifamilies using self-directed IRS. So would you share a little bit more about that? You know, what the process and so did you face any kind of challenges? No, that was actually pretty easy. So if you're currently employed and you have a an IRA or a 401k, you can call up that service provider and ask them if if you can roll over any of that into your own self-directed IRA. And the employer that I was at allowed me to roll half of my entire balance over into my own self-directed IRA. And now you have to use a third-party company to do that. There's a lot of them out there. I don't want to name names, but there's tons of them if you Google self-directed IRA providers. And then there's just paperwork that you fill out, you send it in, they transfer over the funds. And then once that money gets into the self-directed IRA, 
you can now use it to invest in real estate, which is really cool. Instead of just being limited to like the mutual funds or the stocks that your company allows you to trade on there. Got it. Apart from your 20 units, you invested uh, another 100 plus units. So would you share a little bit more about that? And and also you mentioned you invested passively also. Share me something about that. What is the process you followed? It, it was just basically through networking with with other investors. So I always love meeting new new people and and finding out what they do and and trying to figure out if there's synergies or whatnot. And and through some of these contacts, I met some pretty big syndicators and got on their their email lists and and saw that they had some pretty good deals coming through the pipeline. And and so once I had all my funds set up in my self-directed IRA, then I can go and now I can deploy those um, into some of these uh, opportunities that were coming up that I was seeing in my email. And, and these are the typical deal here with that I look for in a syndication is something where it's a value add. So where they're buying, you know, let's say they're buying a hundred units for $5 million. Let's say they're going to put in a million dollars and then hopefully it's going to be worth around eight or 9 million. And then they can refinance that property and give back a lot of your capital. A lot of times in the first, you know, two or three years, you know, let's say you invested 50 grand into this property. Once they make all the improvements and refinance the property, you might be getting a good chunk of that, maybe $30,000, of your initial investment back out. But you still have all the ownership and all the cash flow that's coming at you every single month. So those are really lucrative deals that when they're executed properly, by a good syndicator, um, they can be very, very profitable for you to scale and, and grow your wealth exponentially. Thank you. So what is the process of finding good syndicate? Yeah, I mean, just I would just be networking, meeting people, not jumping on the first deal that they present to you. You know, just kind of keep looking at them. And in my case, I, I saw this particular syndicator execute on a few deals prior to me jumping in. And so I saw that, you know, this was legit. They knew what they were doing. They had experience and I had the confidence to, to go ahead and invest with them. Got it. Got it. Share me about your investment philosophy. Yeah. My investment philosophy is largely, you know, buy and hold. I really, I do do some flipping, but it's generally just to create some, some extra funds to invest in the buy and hold game. I don't really ever want to sell anything. If I do, I want to basically trade it up to utilize the 1031 exchange. I hate paying taxes. And so the buy and hold strategy is really, really powerful for almost completely eliminating your need to even pay taxes, especially if you're utilizing depreciation the right way. A lot of our properties all of the rental income is simply wiped out every single year by the, the, the depreciation of the property itself. So I'm a big fan of buy and hold and utilizing leverage when it's smart. If I can pull cash out to go buy another property and it's still cash flowing every month, I like doing that, especially if I can get a good you know, long-term fixed rate interest loan. That's generally my philosophy. It, you know, holding on to good assets that are cash flowing. Got it. How long are you planning to hold your properties? 
Essentially forever. One of the one of the cool things about the 1031 exchange is that what you're doing in, in that is deferring taxes, basically. So let's say I sell this, sell some property and instead of taking, you know, a hundred thousand capital gain, I take that hundred thousand and I go buy, you know, more units, a larger apartment complex with the hundred grand. So technically, I don't have to pay any taxes right now on the hundred grand that I just made by selling a property, but it get it's getting deferred. And then long term, whenever I pass away, that that deferment of the taxes is then forgiven, and now it gets passed out of my heirs as tax free. So that's a strategy where you'll see the wealthy. Keep doing that 1031, 1031 their whole life and basically leave their family, leave their legacy without having to pay any taxes at all. And they never paid any taxes while they were alive either. And so it's just a solid strategy. Now, will that always be the case? Will they change the laws? They could, but that's kind of my plan for now. Great plan. So, would you share any of your best real estate or multifamily investing experience so far? Yeah, I would say the best experience I had was just getting out of my corporate job in two years. I know when I started, I really had a, a terrible experience with my first property that I thought was setting me back, like setting me way, way back, like decades financially. But really, I didn't understand that I was I was developing all these skills to know, you know, how to analyze deals, how to rehab properties, how to figure a lot of this stuff out. When I got to two year two years from buying that first property, I had 10 units under my belt. And it doesn't sound like a lot. This was, you know, probably cash flowing about $300 a unit. So this is, you know, three grand a month in cash flow coming in. Doesn't sound like a lot of money. That's like 30, what, $36,000 a year. But when you take into account that this is tax-free money because of the depreciation that I talked about earlier, um, this really feels more like sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year of income. And so when I got to that point, I saw, okay, I've paid off a lot of my debt. I don't have as many monthly bills as I had before. I've got these ten units that are cash flowing. Now I can actually quit my job and then totally focus on investing in real estate, helping other people invest in real estate. And that was probably the coolest thing, best experience I ever had was, you know, leave my corporate job in, within 24 months of, of pulling the trigger on my first property. Got it. So would you also share any of your challenging or worst uh, investing experience so far? Yeah, I mean the biggest challenge, worst experience had to be my first one. It was I was buying a vacant property that you didn't have any utilities turned on. So I, I actually did think to get an inspection. I got I got it inspected, but what I didn't realize was that if there's no water or plumbing on, if there's no electric on, there's no gas on, you know, nothing can really be tested that thoroughly or even that well. So once I got into the house and I owned it and turned on all these utilities. Of course, all the plumbing was shot and needed like a whole new sewer lateral underneath the foundation of the house, which was so expensive. All the electric needed to be redone, new panel, new service wire. And then like there was just all of these things that were coming up like that I didn't even 
plan for, like the municipality that this house was in. You know, this this house had a gravel driveway, and there were there's plenty of gravel driveways on this street. This wasn't like some nice part of town where you would expect there not to be a gravel driveway. But when I went to get um, the occupancy inspection done to, to make it ready to rent out, the inspector said, "Oh." You know, starting last year, we decided that anytime somebody has a gravel driveway, now they need to get it paved with concrete. That's like not a cheap thing to get done, especially like this probably 40, 50 feet long of a gravel driveway here now needs to be paved over in concrete. And I was getting bids back at like eight to $10,000. So it was like not, it was not a good experience going through that first one. And um, I figured something out to be able to like only do half the driveway and then like ended up like mulching and landscaping the other half so that I didn't have to spend so much money. But yeah, there was just a terrible, challenging experience that I had to go through to kind of learn what I what I what I know now. Got it. And definitely that will helpful, right? So going forward. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, David? Yeah. So with, with my company now, we're focusing on helping other people become financially free. So our goal is to make this accessible to anyone so that they're there's no excuse not to do it. If somebody wants to become financially free, if somebody wants to get out of the nine to five, get out of the rat race, they can go to wealthagents.com and we're going to be there to help them. Many times, like I said, we work off of our commissions when you buy your first, you know, first couple of investment properties. Um, so a lot of time there's nothing out of pocket. And then we give you literally all the tools that I use to invest in my own personal investments are now there able to help you invest in invest yourself. So all the contacts that I use as far as like banks and lenders, the methods I use to acquire funding. So we do a lot of, we get a lot of private lenders. I give you like all the forms and decks that we use to, to recruit private lenders. I give you my rehab estimator, huge spreadsheet with literally, you know, learning on that first property, everything that could go wrong in the house. We have everything documented and how much it costs to fix everything in the house. We put together very solid estimates when it comes to scope of work for rehabs or renovations. You get all the contacts anywhere from, you know, just contractors that you need to property managers. We go out and source all those for you. We put together your team. We're kind of your boots on the ground. We can get into properties for you, do virtual showings without you even having to, to meet us at a property. We're really good at, at you know finding, you know, looking at properties for you and saving you time because we know a lot of our clients are are working in a nine to five job trying to get out. So we try to make it as easy as possible for them to analyze a property with us, make an offer and, and get you under contract. Got it. Got it. So any one advice that have impact on you, David? The biggest thing is the why. Like, you know, people say they, they've always wanted to get into, almost everybody tells me, oh, you know, I've always thought about getting into real estate or I've always thought about investing in, in real estate. You got to ask them why, because if they don't have a big enough why, they're not going to do anything in real estate. They'll be too scared. And, 
And I, I just give you a, an example of what my why is so you can start realizing that it's got to be pretty powerful to get going. So my why was always that, you know, I didn't want to be stuck in a cubicle or, or stuck working for somebody else for 40, 50, 60 hours a week until I was 65 years old. I, just, I couldn't do it. That would have been another 30 years for me. And I was already completely miserable in my job. And I wanted to spend time with my family. I wanted to spend time with my friends. I wanted to do the things that I want to do every day. I want to play golf. I want to go fishing. I want to ride in my boat. You know, all these things that you can't do if you're working, you know, Monday through Friday, 52 weeks a year. And so my why was that I wasn't going to be stuck in that job. And when you talk about like, when fear comes into play, you know, there's always going to be a fear to buy that first investment property. There's always going to be a fear to invest in real estate. Even properties that I buy today, there's some aspect of fear or there's some aspect of the unknown or uncertainty. Now it's getting lower and lower every, with more experience I get, but on that first one's very, very high. And then you have to leverage that fear. Like, are you more afraid of losing money on your first deal like I did? Or are you more afraid of wasting the next 30 years of your life in a job that doesn't fulfill you, doesn't serve you, right? And so for me, the latter, I was way more afraid of. And so I use that as my why to power through that first failure and, and eventually come out and, and have successes after that that could get me free of all that got it any books that impacted your life and what way if you're looking for um, some reading material definitely start with rich dad poor dad um, he's also got a book called the cash flow quadrant that is really good outside of that there's tons of books there's uh you know the four hour work week by tim tim ferris that's really good there's the one thing by gary keller super powerful for like honing in your purpose, your priorities and, and figuring out what the next thing to do is. Cause as, as in real estate, there's, you know, there's a thousand different things that we can do. Like getting clarity and getting focus is really, really key. So I love that book a lot. Got it. They are powerful books. Yep. So how can listeners can connect with you, David? Yeah, they can uh, go to our website, wealthagents.com, also on social media at EXP Wealth Agents. EXP Wealth Agents. Cool. And thank you, David. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for adding value to the show. Yeah, thanks, Rama. I appreciate it. Have, have a great one. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing mm-hmm.